Loss of so many lives began with a single microscopic organism. If you're hungry, try a piece of your friend. Welcome to Cocktail Cinema. Woo-hoo. I am your first favorite bartender, your third favorite author, Josh Price. I am joined, as always, by the lovable Fozzie Bear. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. And the master of the mix to his left. What's up, guys? Shasty. Fuck yeah. Party on, Wayne. Let's do it. So today... During these end of days times, we are talking about a movie of the end of days called Doomsday. Hmm. The drink we have paired is the Doomsday Mojito. Hmm. So in this particular cocktail, you have six muddled mint leaves, half an ounce of lime juice, two ounces of rum, just shy of half an ounce of cherry bitters, and you top that bad boy with sprites. Wow. Josh, six leaves of mint. Six mint leaves. And a half an ounce of bitters. It sounds crazy. It does. It, it's little. It, it tastes It delicious. seems a little excessive, but it's it a is a great drink. For a drink <laughs> I'm a little vegetable deficient. So. so this drink is based on a drink called the Doomsday. You get some in your teeth. Which... <laughs> get some in your teeth, man. <laughs> This, this drink is based on a drink called the Doomsday, which is uh, rum, simple syrup, lime juice, and fernet, which is a kind of bitters, uh, but it's more of a uh, sippable kind of, kind of bitters. Mm. I believe they're Italian. Um, so today we kind of blended that with a mojito, and what we have before us is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. Yeah, so many leaves. Yeah. Next time I'm bringing my muddler. We're not doing this with a with a butter knife. Run it, bud. <laughs> All right. So we have our doomsday mojitos in front of us, mm, the and rummer, rummer. we have all recently watched Doomsday. The Rum Dinger. This movie came out in 2008. It was directed by Neil Marshall. Um, Greg, you happen to be a fan of this director, do you not? Yeah, for a few things. I mean, I really enjoyed The Descent. I thought oh, that yeah. movie was really good. Um, six, basically, woman power. Six women mm-hmm. go down to the caves of the depths and yeah. come out, and you know they they. It's kind of similar to the fact that, like they deal with cannibalism. At the movie we're talking about, yeah. um, Centurion, I, I I did enjoy um, the the movie about uh, who's who's in that. Uh, I want to say Centurion has uh, Superman. What's his name? Um, but yeah, the guy who's playing Superman, Clark now. Kent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's in that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, actually, Constantine. He did Constantine, which I no shit, which I really liked, um, only because of like the beautiful gun usage and like the mm-hmm. and the uh, nonstop chain smoking that Keanu Reeves did. <laughs> like I, I don't know, it's one of those movies, you know. It, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep my thoughts on Constantine because I do plan on doing that movie. <laughs> all right, all right, but it's, I, li- it's, I like those. There's, there's some crossover stuff. Yeah, there for sure. It's interesting yeah. that he. It's, this is the same director because some of the. Some of the same pacing is it can be seen in yeah. this movie. Mm. Like both, like Constantine, I, that movie is near and dear to my heart, but it's got some pacing issues. And this movie, this movie came out. I was almost seventeen. I was working in a movie theater, and I was He's a projectionist. He's only seventeen. We, we, talk, we talked about this during Juno, and like I, when I was working at the movie theater, I saw fucking everything. Burned and this up movie too. Yeah, I, I lit a few movies on fire. Um, Juno and the Water Horse being prominent members of that Water club. Horse? I, yeah. 
Okay, the water horse. Nope. I don't okay. even want to hear about it. <laughs> I'm going to tell the story real fast. So the water horse was playing. Uh, I want to say it was around Patty's Day. <laughs> water and I, I happened to be secretly dating one of the concessionist girls. And Great. I was <laughs> I was supposed to be upstairs uh, watching the projectors. And I was downstairs hitting on my girlfriend. And uh, the water horse burned and we lost like 30 minutes with film. And I almost lost my job. <laughs> and your girlfriend. <laughs> oh, no, she was cool. She was cool. She was, she was you, fine. You didn't burn her up too bad. <laughs> no, no, we were fine. Oh, we weren't doing anything wrong. I was just. Oh, you know, she didn't burn her. No, 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 no. Oh, that's nice. No. Good I for wasn't moving family. that fast. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Doomsday. So Doomsday came out the same year, um, directed by Neil Marshall, and it was somewhat of an indie film as as far as uh, show uh, turnout came. Um, it had a budget of twenty million dollars, and it only made twenty two point five million dollars in box office. So it's almost an indie film. Uh, return. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, this this movie flopped hard. Yeah, big shocker. And I, and I don't know what you're talking about, Greg. Yeah, um, I don't know either. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. All right. So per usual, I'm gonna do my speed summary. Yeah, let's do it. This, I'm gonna have to be super brief about this because this movie is banana balls. Brief is in underpants because that. Put shits inside of them. Okay, Greg. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Way to tip your hand early. You know, I I, I calls it like a season. <laughs> all right. So so essentially, man, this drink has got me with the hiccups all of a sudden. No, it's the movie. <laughs> so Doomsday is, uh, there's a worldwide pandemic. There's a reason I picked this movie this year. And it's called the Reaper virus, as Greg mm. so consciously reminds me. Um. And Scotland is cordoned, cordoned off from the rest of England. And Glasgow. Post-apocalyptic life kind of continues as you'd expect, where the world kind of burns to the ground and falls apart. And a girl who looks suspiciously like Snake Plissken from Escape from New York is sent into Scotland to find survivors from the disease and winds up on a crazy adventure where nothing is accomplished and everybody loses. Welcome to Doomsday. Nothing's accomplished except <laughs> fucking up people who look like they're from Mad Max. <laughs> right. I really thought you were going to come at me a little bit more uh, abrupt. Oh, but... that's later. <laughs> I love this movie. So right. we're just loosening up the muscles. Right yeah, now. I'm just I'm just giving the basic a, story. Can I have a lighter? I need a cigarette. For so this the one. the yes. Yes, if you yes. want an even briefer summary, um, Snake Plissken's female counterpart is looking for a doctor who has a cure and winds up embroiled in a barbarian power struggle on the other side of Hadrian's wall. Okay. Well, let's... let's all right. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. before we get into this, I, I'll do my, uh, my, yeah. my, my, my characters. Yeah, let's look at cast. <laughs> He's really leaning into this. <laughs> Greg's had enough already. Yeah, I don't know. It's not my bag, baby. Uh, uh, Rona, Rana, Mitra as Eden Sinclair. Sinclair. And she's ultra babe. The titular character, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bob Haskins, also Bay. <laughs> so, if you don't know him, he plays Shmee in Hook, and he was he also the detective in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Boom, Madman. Emma Cleesby, Catherine Sinclair, her mom, which we'll get into. Mm -hmm. oh, uh, yeah. Alexander Siddig as John Hatcher, Malcolm McDowell as Kane, Malcolm McDowell himself yep. as Kane, glorious. Craig Conway as Saul, soul, 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 Kane's son. Adrian Lester, Norton, Michael Canaris, Canaris, 
is David O'Hara, which now, is the narrator. And no, he, no, he's the Malcolm McDowell is the narrator. However, oh, did I miss that one? Yeah, Mal- Malcolm McDowell narrates in the very beginning. You're right. You're totally right. However, Canaris, uh, for our millennial viewers, he you'll notice him in uh, Harry Potter 7. So the first of the um, Damn, Deathly Hallows films. Things. There's eight of those movies. Jesus. No. Yeah, so he's he's one of the people that they that they uh, impersonate in that movie. Well, he's got the voice. Like he is. He like, does. I don't know if, if if it was just like a, a non-gay thing. Like I would fuck his voice. He's like so many epidemics before. Yes. The loss of so many lives began with a single microscopic mm, organism. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Malcolm McDowell. Canaris. <laughs> Canaris is the the guy who's scheming behind the scenes. <laughs> Moving on. Lily Anderson is. Only mentionable because she's got sweet rocking tits in a bathtub, <laughs> and she pulls out a shotgun. So I wanted to mention her, and the the person that I want to talk <laughs> who, about the most oh, in the is uh, Leanne Liebe- Liebenberg um, mm-hmm. as Viper. Yes, um, because you have to kind of search for because she's not in the original cast uh, listing. Because she, this is her one and only feature film where she's actually an actress. So mm-hmm. if you um, think that she's not in credit. Uh, listings anywhere and also if you look at the credits that was several scenes through so she's mm-hmm. kind of like halfway through the meat of, of the yeah. credits if you look at that against like the ads they had which mm-hmm. a 20 second trailer she had like eight seconds of it yeah you know the all the, like if you look up the um the movie posters and everything she's in like half of them she's because in the entire she's ad she had, she had but she had she had one line and she was dead a third of the way through the movie yeah but i mean she's got I'm great, saying great far, tits and and a lot of uh well her 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 being left out of the movie is something i want to talk about okay later. so we'll get into that but um she's normally a stunt woman she's been in mm-hmm. movies like uh district 9 and uh chappy okay um Oh, so she does a lot. Is, is she South African? I wonder. I'm not sure. I'm, Both would, of those movies. Judging by South her yeah, last yeah. name, uh, Liebenberg, I'd say German. Well, the, yeah, then she might be South African. Yeah, because so they were. That was a Dutch colony. But she is not. A, she's like truly not a real actress, mm-hmm. but a, a stunt woman. Yeah, a stunt woman. That's and yeah, so she's 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 a bad bad girl. She does a good job in this movie, and she's facial expressions are. Worth a thousand. When your when your face face is covered with a thousand tattoos, it's that's it's tough true. To not that. <laughs> so that's kind of all I got for cast. There's a ton of cast in this that they draw, um, just simple players. Yeah. Like I mentioned the bathtub girl because she had big, <laughs> big tits and a shotgun. Like that's lo- about it. I love again that we touch on a movie where um, somebody who was used so much for the advertising only mm-hmm. had. Five seconds in the movie. Yeah. Like we said, Drew Barrymore in yeah, Scream. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It was exactly. only the first yeah. scene. She co- probably cost more than any other actress in the movie. Yeah. You know, besides Nev. But, well, she, yeah. But it was it, like she was on the cover and dead. She's in literally at the top of every yeah. poster. Asses in the seats. But the good thing about Viper yeah. is, even though she dies early, she's still, we'll get to it later, but she's still in the end of the movie, like the last scene. Well, I mean, let's talk about Viper a little bit because I think. <clears throat> so. Viper's scenes seem a little choppy. Like she, it feels like there was more of her, more of her acting that's that wound up on the cutting room floor. Probably she only has like what one line in this movie. I think she's got one line, yeah, and she's like, o- she's only in about ten to fifteen minutes. It's like a technical movie. line. It's like a couple mm-hmm. words. She's pretty much in there to show her boobs. Yeah. So well, I I would disagree. Okay. I think I think so. Viper plays that role of like she's Soul's girlfriend, so she's one of the villains. Girlfriends, but she's also his right hand woman. So, like, remember in Desperado, that girl that uh, 
Bucho is is boning. Yeah. She plays that role in this movie. True. Very true. And I like looking at how that character is typically used. I think that they were under some time constraints to get this movie like under a certain number of minutes. So some of her stuff was probably cut out. Maybe. Maybe like get it done because this is. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, I have a feeling the studio was was involved in like, no, this movie needs to be a certain length. And her name is Viper, and she does mm-hmm. have a tongue tattoo. Yeah. Besides the rest of she's her face. She's got a lot of tattoos, yeah. But she's got a tongue tattoo down the middle to mm-hmm. try to emulate the split of the tongue. Yeah. Like, analyzing the movie I love her, you know what I mean? Knowing that she's right. like, a, <laughs> she's a stunt, a stunt woman. She's a stunt And that's her thing, and she was like, took mm-hmm. over the advertising for the whole movie, but it was like, when Greg talks to me yesterday, I was like, I hate her. <laughs> She's so evil. Yeah. She's trying to stop her. She's like, <laughs> she's trying to stop her. Team. That's what's crazy about it because she's really not a real actress. Well, she, I wouldn't take that away from her. This role, mm-hmm. I'm just, but she's Eventually, usually she's behind the scenes. Actress, she's not yeah. typically yeah, an yeah. actress. Yes, she's yeah. behind the scenes. She's doing work for other. So in real life, she's a badass, and in yes. this movie, she got to play yes. a badass. And, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah. No, Viper's character is probably a really good place to start because, like, her. Lack of scenes kind of kind of leads into where Greg and I disagree on this film. Now, before I really dig into that, Greg, you did not like this movie. Yeah, not at all. Um, I thought it was a uh... go for it. <laughs> go for <laughs> right. it. I, you know, I, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna leave this up to uh, Marshall himself. Um, he he tried to call homage to the Mad Max trilogy, mm-hmm. Escape from New York, Excalibur. Yeah. Yes. Yep. The Warriors, yeah. A Boy and His Dog, Waterworld, and mm-hmm. Gladiator. Um, and, and these are all... These 28 are all, Days Later. These are right. All, yeah, yeah, exactly. And these are all good ideas, but they're crammed mm-hmm. into a one big pile of shit, in my opinion. That's fair. And so what I'm going to say, I'm, I'm deriving from a, a New York Times critic, uh, says, paying homage without innovation is not homage, it's karaoke. And that's what I got from this film. It's 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 a redone, over analyzed, over just over mm-hmm. everything. And I, and I know it's supposed to be that way, mm-hmm. but I had really I had a lot of trouble watching it just because it was that bad to well, me. Well, it was supposed to be that way in a sense, and I was explaining it to a buddy. Like you said, it. I, I feel like a lot of the people who are listening right now have seen the movie, and that's how they found their way here. This isn't one of our other ones where people just stumble upon it. You know what I mean? So, like, I was explaining to a buddy who had never seen it before, and he brought up Bruce Campbell movies right away. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. yes, but no. Not funny. Like Greg's saying, like, yeah. it was supposed to be over the top in the sense that Mad Max is over the top, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you think Tina Turner is going to come out when <laughs> Saul takes the stage and the drum kiss and, the, like, the go-go dancers are there. But really, it's just, like... And it's, and it's, they, it's supposed to be a woman power, you know, with, with Sinclair yeah, and stuff, mm-hmm. and that's another... But they made it... I feel like the intention was to make it over the top, but nobody, like... Th- you know how it is. You yeah. do something, you look at it in post, and it's like, this is... We're trying to be silly, but this is fucking silly. Right. And... Well, but there's no laughs. There's no smiles. No, there's there's, there's, there's not a so funny many movie laughs. There's there's <laughs>, laughs that are unintentional. But it's like yeah, but I it's like smile on my face this entire fucking. I know, movie. but it's like not laughing with you. It's laughing at how shitty this movie is. That's so fine. Yeah. Your your position stated. My goal through this entire I'll have podcast position later okay. is to. <laughs> all right. So before we get to doggy style, <laughs> my not position my. is is to convince Greg that this movie is worth watching. All right. So well, that's where we're standing. Let's let's stand on that lack of leg. So, 
there's no ground to stand on. So oh, there's plenty of ground for me to let's, stand on. Let's, let's, let's hear this. Okay. So having watched this film, you would say it's, it's, it's rushed, right? It's rushed and um, no real plot. I would disagree that there's no real plot. I think there's several plots, but they're pushed into... That's what I'm saying about Rush. So separate, separate what you think about the plot and think about the pacing. So this movie goes too fast. The pacing's I... fucked up, but there's a definite plot throughout mm-hmm. the whole movie. Like it's you, just you too end much up, plot. You end up in medieval Scotland. Doesn't right. make sense, but it's still a part of the plot that was a part of the opening mm-hmm. scene. So what makes this movie worth watching, and this is just this is just my opening statement. If I were a lawyer, this is where I'd start. This movie is worth watching because it has all of the necessary elements of making a great film. It just it tried to do too much in too little amount of time. Yeah. So it should have been broken up into smaller pardon me, into smaller parts. Mm-hmm. However, I don't think that just because the pacing was poorly done, and I will admit, this movie is a sack of shit as far as it goes as far as pacing goes. But I think the bones of the story are worth telling. Because it takes elements of Mad Max and Escape from New York and to some degree the extent the, the descent. Um when, and it puts them in a new setting. We don't have very many, if any, apocalypses in Britain. Most of our apocalypses take place in the United States. So just because it's in Scotland, we're supposed to give credit? No, that's setting. Like, that's just part of my, my platform. Okay. Setting is important. Because what makes, what makes an apocalypse different in the United States rather than the UK is culture. So while we all speak English, we are different people we are different cultures and essentially what we do speak english but we speak different english so like remember you know talking to simon and some of when he slips into his personal slang it's different and it's because the culture that those people grow up around involves a different history our history involves presidents and you know a fight with a fight with russia yeah. that lasted for 50 years you would call this a england versus scotland territory war not at all I think this Hell is. Hell yeah, it is. There's a wall in every. Dude, there's a wall. They got a weld in and take it apart. Well, we got saw, one in America. And then they got a welder right We do away. not have a wall. He never finished that. <laughs> so, what they do have Everyone in England. Goes underground we, don't, anyway. we don't have a wall. They do. So, the, the dividing line for this movie is Hadrian's Wall. There are literally 2,200 years of history behind Hadrian's Wall. Hadrian's Wall was built to keep the quote unquote barbarians, or the Celtic barbarians, out of. The Roman Empire. And what we have in this movie is they are reestablishing that barrier to try and keep this disease out of their country, but it's ineffectual, just like Hadrian's Wall I think was. You're giving originally. this movie too much credit. I think you're oh, not giving it enough thought. Yeah. I don't think that they had any intention of, of, of using said wall as part of their I think I think plot and their, I think you can the, throw that idea right out the window because they intentionally Point out Hadrian's Wall three times in the first ten minutes of this movie, but it's they're all dead. So here's another thing I have to ask you. So I'm I've been I was waiting for so long after. So there's a scene where at mm-hmm. the beginning where um, Sinclair's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, here we go. Sinclair's mother, yes, saves her daughter by putting her into a helicopter. Take the girl. Take the girl. Take the girl and so I like. As most movies tend to do, they 
they have callbacks on that kind of situation. So, so my dumbass, like when when Sinclair is like old and now mm-hmm. she's like part of the uh, pseudo military, yeah, yeah. or paramilitary, court, really. You know, she's um, popo, popo, yeah. So I was like waiting for like her mom to resurface, and I, at one point I remember at the beginning, <laughs> and I'm like, "Damn, is Viper her mom? <laughs> Did Viper she just <laughs> real well?" <laughs> and I was like, uh, "No." Nah. I mean, which is fine and all, but I mean, there's really no. Viper <laughs> okay had been her mom. <laughs> he was okay with that whole plot. Well, I'm just saying that there is no. I still, I'm still saying that the, the the plot is so skewed on on ten different levels. Like this is going on, this is going on, this is going on, well, what's, and what, nothing really kind of seems really to be cohesive. Besides, let him let it yeah. let, let him let him go. I there's the movie lacks cohesiveness. There's there's no. Um, You're not wrong. Yes. There's there's no there's no yesterday. With today, we with have the bones future. without sinew, yeah. and that's my point. Okay. Well, am I proving your point, or am I proving my own? You're proving my point oh, because right. because the pacing is what kills this movie. I like for the listeners. We had like a two and a half hour text conversation last <laughs> night about this movie. It got heated as fuck, <laughs> and I will stand by this movie every day of my life, and I'll never watch it again. See. <laughs> I, I draw the perfect center line here because a I will defend this movie Bone and Teeth for the rest of my life, but I'm not sure if I'd watch it. <laughs> like when it was done, I was like, I need to watch the last half hour because it, it's a, it's such a fucking. I like, I think cool this this movie deserves to be cool seen scenes, because the, someone needs to remake it as a TV show. Okay, th- then that's fine because now you have the intricacies of characters and how mm-hmm. they would intertwine with their past and future. Right. And you can expand on You can't you can't do this in an hour and a half and they try to no shovel this like big blob of information it's five plots that's, that's in all an hour, plot. in almost 2 hours. Yeah, yeah, it's rough. So my point is if they had taken if they had stopped this movie after the escape from Soul's house or Soul's compound and they had expanded all of that, it would have been a standalone film with potential for a sequel. Problem is, this story can't be told in cinematic form. So while I love this movie, I recognize that number one, this movie is way too fast, and number two, <laughs> it it the the plot is bare bones because it has to be for them to get from point A to point B is literally a trek across Britain and and back. the dialogue is complete shit between every it's it's a bunch of hoot, hooting and hollering and. I'm doing this. You're doing that. We're gonna go get them. You talk yeah. about the pace for the whole movie too, <laughs> and in my mind, the first thing I think of is like actual like speed and momentum, mm-hmm. like in a scene. It's a speed you know I mean? movie. You talk sure. about when they escape Soul's compound. Yeah, right. Viper is executed. Yeah, let's get into no. You're right. Let's, let's, let's get in. Let's get into scenes. We'll, we'll talk because, about pace yeah. throughout this whole thing. Let's in, get into in let's a get metaphorical sense, but like I want to talk about in like a like a literal sense. But when they dip out of out of Soul's compound, right? Viper's yeah. got her Bluetooth on the whole time, and she hits up the last two people who are live on her team, mm-hmm. and she's got Saul's daughter, right? And they're running, yeah. and all Saul's guys catch back up. Well, to not them. Viper, Eden, Eden. I'm sorry, yeah, Eden. yeah. But um, they catch back up to him, and they start the steam train, right? Yeah. And they yes. Rewind, rewind. The, the fucking the locomotive. locomotive. Pace is locomotive. Hold on. Hold on. Let, let, let Chassie talk. talk. Rewind 45 <laughs> seconds. They're on foot this whole time when they leave Saul's compound. Yes. They outrun the bus first. Right? <laughs> Behind the bus comes motorcycles. 
They are still 50 yards ahead of everything. And it's like the the bus is going faster than the motorcycles. They're running faster than the bus. And, and they all get off their motorcycles and are on foot and running through like the, the, like the, the, the gates for the train, almost catch up to them. And they have to outrun a steam train now. Thank you, know you. I mean? And there's still motorcycles behind them. They're on. Fo- All right, think about this. There's a steam train <laughs> oh, ahead that you're trying to get on, and there's guys <laughs> on motorcycles behind you. You have to be faster than the motorcycles, faster than and, and the steam train to get on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, thank you. I have, thank you, Chef. I have <laughs> just decided I am going to do a video episode of thesis statement on pacing because of this movie. It's amazing, though. But. No, it's not. It, it is. is amazing. Any it's movie not. you see where there's a bomb and it's like 10 seconds, it counts down, it's like a minute and a half of so, real time. Uh, no, not hang true. On. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Nope. Hang on. Watch speed. Hang bro. on. Watch, Watch speed. speed. Watch bro. Fifth Element. Hang on. Hang on. Just exactly. give me 20 <sighs> seconds. Josh, go. <laughs> the Resident Evil films, like the entire franchise of seven or eight films, has, has grossed over a billion dollars. Okay? okay, those movies are objectively worse than this movie because none of those movies have any sort of fucking plot going whatsoever. But they have character analysis. This movie has way more character yeah. analysis. No, than there, any there's of not those. enough time to let that linger. You, can, you cannot get. You can't be in touch. Hold on. Still no, hold on. Hold on. You, you, okay. you, you, there's no. You can't get in touch with the character you've only met. Um, by her mom handing her off, and then she's That's, all of a sudden, you can. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she's a she's a cop fighting for her bullshit, and and it happens within five minutes, and now she's fighting for this but, renaissance. But there's only no, 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 hold on, characters hold on, like hold in on. the whole movie. You're, there's a million. You're 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 nitpicking. Bathtub I, girl. I I think you you have <laughs> valid points, but this particular nitpick is unfounded because. Most most movies that have a flashback in the beginning, that's how you meet somebody. Is they have a traumatic experience in the beginning, and then it's a twenty year. I'm flash not saying forward. that it's not. That's that's the formula they're using in those I know, first but, ten minutes. But they don't even they don't take into consideration the the thought process of the girl that's been abandoned or any of that. Like she's just automatically like a Terminator. I would disagree. So they show they show her being. Shuffled off, like essentially shuffled off into the military. Her mom is trying to get out of the quarantine zone and she puts her daughter on the helicopter. The daughter loses her eye from, I think, a stray gunshot. Yep. And then the very next scene you see her <laughs> is 20, 20 years later ish. Um, she's got a biotic eye. I know so that's they call, what I want to talk called, about. They call back the to the eye. eye. She's, she's a loner. I already want to roll. Dude, you, wanna, you were really going to call back the eye. And I, I get yes. it, but she throws the eye like it's a it's a grenade. Like it's she a could century just, hour. It's, it's, 30, it's a century it's, hour. It's, it's, it's 15 years from now. Yeah, dude. And at 2008, so it was 25 it, what years. Like, uh, 20, what are they places at? Like 2035? 2035-ish. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. they say like yeah. in 2031 something happened. Yeah, 31, yeah, so, yeah. 32. Like, oh, yeah. I'll just throw my eye at it. They have callbacks. So you you link the characters because of the eye. That's This is a... No, hold on. I know. I'm sorry. This is the start of it. This is 10 minutes into the movie. Yeah. Not even. This is seven minutes into the film, so they've established that there was a global pandemic. They have established the the voice of Val, of Malcolm McDowell, so you'll recognize him later. Third, he drops the "it got medieval out there" line, so you know that like when he shows up, subconsciously you expect him to be in a castle. Fourth, <laughs> they have linked he this did, girl. Yeah. They they linked this girl <laughs> to the girl that gets it. That so she's lived her whole life in this quarantine situation. And because she lost her mom, she's trying to reunite the country and and get rid of the disease so she can find her mom. That doesn't happen until the end of the movie. 
No, this is immediate. This is immediate. When because she finally realizes her place it in the world, it gives her it gives her motivation. They they establish her motivation, her setting, the setting around her, and a character you haven't even seen on screen yet. So, yes, the writing of this movie is. But she went into rushed. She went into kill the place that her mom abandoned, and she right. Went, she wanted to find and kill and and and, and find a a, a cure. Mm-hmm. And then they stumbled upon this group of whatever. Right, zombies. So That's I, her motivation. But her, she lost her, her mom her because of this disease. Wasn't because I, I guess, I guess. I, now I can kind of see that, but it's 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 still very uh, rushed, un, unwoven. It's it's rushed. This this the plot of this entire movie should have been the plot of five seasons of TV. That is my I, whole I, thesis I would, here. I would totally agree with that, one hundred percent. This story deserves yeah. to be told. Like a book series would yeah. break no. all, yeah. all this shit down. I'm not disregarding that there is a story to, to be told. I'm mm-hmm. I'm discarding that this should have been a film in the first place without any of this <clears throat> even in in, in in commonplace. I mean... Greg it, would have been in the studio. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I just don't Fossey get it. I mean, here. Well, uh, and then, like, no, like I'm not, I said, I'm like, not I, like I said before, movie. Marshall himself, he, he's trying to pay homage to like these these huge movies that, uh, and he these, should have taken these, more time these to do post apocalyptic movies mm-hmm. during the eighties and nineties. It's yes, you're you're not wrong, man. He rushed the shit out of it, and mm-hmm. that's why it's a fucking terrible I like, movie. I, I would like, I would say it's rushed, but that doesn't make it the worst thing ever. Like, have you ever seen Birdemic? That movie is a nightmare. <laughs> Is it another one shitty like this? It's like it's it's like on the level with the room. Like I'm I'm good with shitty movies, and I would usually take positive out of most films that I watch. I really didn't see too many positives. I am out of this here movie. to point out the positive. I know, but you're I, I'm still not with you because because for whatever reason you'd rather watch Birdemic. Um. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know that movie or. Show so, either. So we'll, no. we'll we'll talk it's about it probably off because it's terrible. it's terrible, and I didn't watch it. Yeah, Birdemic <laughs> had a, had like a a, a budget of like two thousand. Well, yeah, obviously I didn't watch that shit because it sucks, just like this movie. So this movie <laughs> does not suck like Birdemic because number one, the the effects are millions of dollars better. Yeah. Okay. I, I like the fact that they uh, they saved the big scene. You know, even how flawed that was, but. Mm-hmm. You know there there was scenes that I really liked about this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, initial capture of 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 Sinclair. Yeah, um, I liked that a lot, and how she was able to kind of come to. It, that was too easy too, but no, when, no, no. When she met she met with uh, Kane's daughter and mm-hmm. this that and the other, and she's like, when you're when you're when you're, you're done with how, that part, how okay, can you help me? How can yeah. you help me? He's like, well, I'm his daughter. Blah blah. And so that's that's her ticket into meet you King. You know where Kane is. Mm-hmm. Shit. So pause Kane there. I find out you're lying. I wish that I'd left you here. So so sexy. The her yes, like she's she is the I've Mila Jovovich of this how movie. Sexy. She's bae. Rona Mitra is. She's yeah. She's she's essentially Mila Jovovich in this movie. <sighs> um, <laughs> Did I? So just... what you're talking about. <laughs> is something that should have been really fleshed out. So the scene where the team get or the team gets killed and captured uh, should it, it goes too fast. My only complaint with this movie is pacing and I will I will point out to you that this movie should have slowed down. It should have been a TV show because if you do 
the the scene in the, the the scene where they first cross the wall and they get captured that should have been two episodes. It should have been a chase episode and a capture episode. So the chase episode should have been them fighting off those giant hordes of barbarians, Soul's army, and then the second episode would have been getting captured. And this is this is why it doesn't fit movie logic, but it fits TV show logic. So she in a in a normal movie, her character Eden would have fought her way out and escaped. And there would have never been the, the scene in Soul's place. In a TV show, that character recognizes the, the mortality of her situation and knows that there's only two members of her team left alive, or three members of her team left alive. And she surrenders to save their lives. So that's an entire episode of TV, whereas in a movie, those people escape miraculously. This movie tried to do TV logic on the big screen. And that's my problem, Josh. So I'm not saying it's not a problem, you're, uh, but you're you're defending this movie that should damn be right. TV. <laughs> this is the, this is the third time you've brought up it being a TV show, mm-hmm. and it's we're on the same level as this shouldn't have been a movie. But so when I say when I say this movie sucks because of the speed, the the lack of character analysis, the lack of plot reduction and review. Mm-hmm. This could all be squashed at a at, at you say a TV level, right? And so it, stop giving this movie credit well, for well, being well, a movie. No, what we're saying is, if, if <laughs> you, I'm just saying, like <laughs> you're, you're literally like proving my point to to a T. Is like I see, I see what ex, Josh is ex, saying. Extend dude. this you can thing say, out. If you can admit it'd be a good series. Or, yes, or book series or 100%. whatever. Then you can't be like the characters all suck. The whole right. storyline sucks. No, from the scratch movie because sucks. the storyline. No, I can because there is no storyline because it's not. No. It's not there's, stretched out enough. It's not. There's it's, a very obvious storyline. Right. It's it so what throws you off when you end up in middle medieval Scotland. So what? That's, what you're upset no, about that is that shit. You you claim there's no story, but there is a story because we've been talking about it this whole that's, time. That's my chirp. Now as a as a writer. I see the value of this story because it deserves to be told. It just didn't need to be a movie. Now, I love this movie because, number one, it's it's an action fest from, you know, open to close. But I also love this movie because it has so much storytelling value that it it's a proof of concept, in my opinion, that can lead to something else. Just like... Um, El Mariachi led to I'm totally Desperado. agreeing with you on this point. But you're telling me this story doesn't deserve to be told. The, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying portions of the story should be told separately. No, this story deserves to be told together in a long form. This could have, this could have, and still could be the next Game of Thrones. It, HBO sponsor us. It could have been. A, it could have been a TV series I <laughs> never would have exactly watched. Right. But it was all crunched into a little movie, mm-hmm. which I fucking loved. This movie makes <laughs> me laugh because it's so compressed. And I'm not disagreeing with you that this movie is garbage on that level. However, from a storytelling aspect, this is an outline for a story that deserves five years to be told. I to- I, I've already agreed with that. I mean, he's and and so is Marshall. He said he's calling out Mad Max, Excalibur, Warriors, Waterworld, Gladiator. That's just setting, though. He's not agreeing with me in that way. Marshall probably thinks this is a great movie, and he's an idiot for it. And I. <laughs> why why is why is the director of this movie an idiot but us as watchers not because the director is the one that made the mistake on pacing but you the believed, director but you believed him 
I didn't believe him. You, I th- so you it could, was hard. To I'm, I'm just, I have the imagination <laughs> capable of filling in the gas. I know. I, and I, while, and I get that. But as it, a but movie, you shouldn't you have, have to do that. you have an imagination to fill in the gaps when that's why you're watching a fucking movie? Because if you don't trust your audience on any level, then your audience doesn't deserve your work. Come on, man. You're, while I think... You I think, fill in the gaps that... That somebody downplayed? Come on. That's like, yeah. it's connecting. It's what fan theories are all about. But this, so you're putting this movie into fan theory right away, which is a. Is, so wait, wait, hold on. Let's say it real quick, though. 2000. Sorry, sorry, I'm getting Let's a little. Say, no, no, really. <laughs> you knew this was going to happen. Really, you know? this, this, this might go against both of you guys, whatever. 2008, mm-hmm. it's like the post apocalypse shit is coming back, right? Hunger Games is probably mm-hmm. coming back around. Hunger right? Games is yeah, like, like four, four or five years later. So this guy who's obsessed with the 80s movies that mm-hmm. like started that whole thing. You know what I mean? Really, like yeah. in cinema, they that that started with the Mad Max. Yes, and there's. Can I interject? And well, before you do, Mad Max I'm, and I'm Escape s- from New York. So, so there was a, there was another <laughs> down to the one eye that Kurt yes. Russell had. exactly. Dude. That's exactly the. I'm the, just saying he the, saw he saw a market. He saw an opportunity. Mm-hmm. He fucking they tried to make it over the top, and they didn't realize how silly it would be. But because because they tried to do it in a single project. Yeah, exactly. But this, I'm not this mad is a, at them. Right. I'm ADD as fuck. Give me four different movies in one. <laughs> Please do that. Greg's hating me right now. I'm not saying this, this movie this deserves movie. awards. Dude, you get, I'm not saying this, you get, this movie. You get to the point of the movie where there's 40 minutes left and you're medieval Scotland <laughs> in a Bentley escaping. All right. Well, yeah. hold on. Even before that, now you're dropping down. God, I'm getting cut off. That's your cue, dude. <laughs> Castle Law, where they're shooting bow and arrows back at you. And then you got... That's a full season of television. Would you not agree? I agree, but then you got your fucking 2008 bull pups where they're just shouting out fucking 60 layers of so, cannons. And I, I get the whole Mad Max, like post, post-apocalyptic. Halo was big then, too. Fucking. Okay, okay. Yeah. well, what does that do with movies? The well, pups. everything. Because all of this storytelling leads into the same audience. The same people who are going to the movies at 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday are playing Halo in their mom's basement at 5 o'clock the next day. One part I do like makes when I went sense to Scotland, that they didn't make any money. When Kane's talking, you can suck it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> point, point taken. <laughs> when, when Kane's talking to Eden, yeah, like before she's gonna go out and fight his executioner, yeah, you know he's like, I've lost, sacrificed this, this, and this. He's like, what have you lost? And mm. it's like you, you think it's like the partner when she was a cop, or her mom yeah. in the beginning when she lost her eye, or her mm-hmm. eye, right? But she doesn't even seem afflicted. She doesn't even flinch. Right. It's like, she, why would she? She's got because she hasn't lost anything. She, like we were trying to, we were trying to touch base she's on snake like, her, her motive. She's she's gained an eye. That's true. She did gain a better eye. Like if I knew that there were biotic eyes like that, I'd pluck one out. Yeah. Probably my left one because oh, it's garbage. Fuck yeah, I pluck two of them out. <laughs> she can she can still see. But my point is, Kane has like all this motive, and he's like, "What have you lost?" And yeah, she doesn't yeah. even answer, and she doesn't lose. She goes out and wins. She's like, I so, don't lose. I'm mm-hmm. going to go kill your executioner. Yeah. And you're left like, what? what is her motive still? It's, it's, For sure. And, so I, crazy. I, and I want to apologize just by because I, I feel like I've digressed this 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 episode um, just by my pure hate for this movie. <laughs> um, but there is some cool scenes, and I think we should get into some of the, some of well, the cooler scenes. Yes, that, that leads me – like both of you lead into what I wanted to say next, which is – so. Did you guys watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. Uh, so there's the scene where the oh. Viper fights the mountain. Oh, yeah. And did it remind you of anything from this movie? 
Yeah, except the ending. Yeah, yeah except it's the, the ending, ending of the fight, is the ending of the, the fight is swamp. And yeah, mm-hmm. I can't. It's can't it's talk. very it's the similar. same thing. It's fucking so that's flashy. That's, that's where I'm saying like the value of this story is how it's built. However, it was not fleshed out enough to be a great a great example of this kind of storytelling. This is a proof of concept film. I know, and I and I'm trying very hard. Not to fucking come back at it, but if, if you, you want to th- call it a series, call it a series. You want to call it a mm-hmm. film, back the fuck if you off. if you if you think you know, oh this is not a film, this is a movie. This is, <laughs> like, this of is, course, this is, it's not. This is a piece of <laughs> classic cinema here. Right? I'm gonna burn you where you stand. This is, just like, this is it's great. Are you guys hungry? Great. Are you guys hungry? Like I said, you want a piece of your friend? We talked about we we did Juno earlier, and we talked mm-hmm. about how big the box office success was. And we also touched base on how like a lot of people who are hipsters and the coolest people to watch movies mm-hmm. probably were like too cool to watch Juno a second time type. Yeah, shit. this is one. Even though Greg Fosman here says he hates it. I feel like if there's any movie that we we review, he's gonna go back and watch. It's gonna be this one, just so yeah. we can. This or Scott Pilgrim? I'll I'll go back and watch this one, um, just because. That's all I want from you. I, I think I, I think, will, it, I, and I and I think there's good things about this movie. And I talked about bringing up scenes and stuff. I'm not impressed with with the fight scenes as far as the hand to hand like sword combat. It was the very, sword combat is it was is very kind of glitchy weird. and like unknown and weird. And yeah, like, the sword it, fights it, were more like gun it was fights. like not good. Yeah. And then and then you got like. Arrows flying with bullets, and and I get the whole. I, I'm a big fucking fan of the Mad, Mad Max trilogy. <laughs> that anachronistic fight. I love yeah. that shit. You know, what I mean, I, I love the the difference between them, and how yes, you, you not every not everyone is capable of having giant assault weapon, weapons. You need to work with what you have. Right. But there was it was all blended very poorly. poorly. I'll agree with it, you. It was like a it was it was just a big uh, some of it wasn't glob. You know, it's like the, the right. chase scene at the end, right? You, you guys mm-hmm. told me like Viper's in the car. She's yeah. dead next to Saul, right? Yeah. So this is an identical scene from Mad Max 2, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Mel Gibson's driving yeah. in, the, in the center of the road, and there's a motorcycle on one side and a car on the other side. And the guy pulls up a shot, like a sawed-off shotgun, and mm-hmm. he's, Mel Gibson slams on his brakes. Yeah. And dude shoots his partner in the yeah. next car and flies off the road. And all these explosions, that was the same thing. It's like Viper was propped up dead mm-hmm. <laughs> in Saul's car. And the guy had the crossbow, and uh, she slams on the brake. And, and that's, I think that's it, a, was, it, was, it was like not even scene stuff, for scene, that's the just stuff that shot piss, for that's shot. The, it's the stuff that pisses me off about this movie. It's like they're calling it, like I said before. It's so, that's, the, why, the, why the don't homage, you love that? Because it, <laughs> why don't because, you love because that? Because you said it's the same scene, and like it's I said It's not before, exactly the same. It's, it's like, so so it's homage like, homage without without innovation is not homage. See, hold on, hold on. These scenes individually are wonderful to watch. As a whole, that's where the problem is because they aren't tied together properly. What, what I think the problem is we have bones without sinew. So the bones of this movie are fucking amazing. Nothing to hold them up, though. So we've got... So let's look at the bones of this. There's no floor. Well, you don't have a floor when it comes to the body. Um, (laughs) There's the pelvic floor. The body can't can't stand without the floor. You don't... We're looking at the anatomy of this film, not what it stands on. So this movie has... It starts with a pandemic. Right. That could be 
several episodes. I, I'm gonna keep saying this should have been a TV show because that's what I believe. And I agree with you. And I think this movie there. is. A, I'm trying this to movie charge is a pr- you with not being a film. No, I disagree because if this movie wasn't gonna be, it wasn't gonna be made as a TV show in 2008. Game of Thrones wasn't out. You know, Game of Thrones changed the fucking game for everybody. At the in 2008, we still had Smallville on TV. Nobody wanted to watch this as a TV show. Walking Dead wasn't out I feel yet. Like people wanted it, but it. It was not feasible financially. Right, right. Yeah. So you make this as a proof of concept, and if you were to go back to this director and be like, all right, we're going to give you a TV show, yeah. your first season is those first few scenes where you have several episodes of the pandemic. You have several episodes of Eden. Character development. Eden, yeah, Eden as her as There was a time right before, in, in 2008, like Marshall was was the guy to watch. Like He, you know, the, he this, was, but not, this, this, not this guy, this this guy, level. This guy could be something. In individual movies, like The Descent, you couldn't make a TV show out of that. Descent is a, is a course, self-contained I mean, that, story. That's where he, like, that's his pillar. Like, he he came out hard and fast, and this is... <laughs> that this dude, is, that dude like, just, had a fortune cookie that morning. It's like, live every day like your last. He's like, I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm going to make all five movies. I feel like he just, look. like, completely disregarded his... Well, if, if, if you really want to shit on this movie, director. you have to shit on Constantine. Well... Constantine is based on 28 issues of a comic book. No, because there's too many characters in this movie, and there's too there's many There's too many plots. characters in Constantine. But it's the same plot the whole way through. It's the one guy versus the devil, or with the devil, dealing with I the devil. I would disagree. We're going to have to hold that for a Constantine episode, because I'm going to fight with you on that one, too. I could but, see but, all the holes in Constantine, but... No, I wouldn't seeing this movie. I wouldn't be like, oh, it's the Constantine guy. Like the only thing that one's... separates this from Constantine is the middle. Like the the second act of this movie takes place in a fucking castle, and it's a story that needed to be told separately. And CGI. If you take out the castle scenes and have a like, take a fuck. What was it? It was Underworld Two, where they they have that those whole like five scenes that take place on the fucking boat. If you were to do this movie, cut it down by twenty minutes and have the the castle scenes be le- be less than twenty minutes long. This movie suddenly is worth watching in Greg's eyes because Maybe. it's the middle. It's the middle that's killing you because the pacing that goes from pandemic to post apocalypse makes sense. From so post apocalypse to the Middle Ages doesn't make sense, and you need more time to flesh that. Why out. allow me to retort? He has also created another. Allow bomb. you to retort a lot. Retort a lot. Don't use my goddamn sinecure. <laughs> All right, so another bomb that he fucking did was Waterworld. Giant fucking Okay, bomb. hold on. <laughs> that was the most over over budgeted fucking bomb. Did, I, I actually I actually he did enjoyed Waterworld the movie. too. Yeah. 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 So wait, wait, hold on. I know if if that could be considered a bomb a bomb. It only has to be because of their costs where they filmed and all the shots. Exactly. Waterworld was the most expensive movie to make. It was something crazy. So it's kind of hard to like... Or until Avatar. If you have have mid-level success in the box office, it's like it could still be the biggest flop in the world. But... I'm just saying the the guy lacks... He lacks plot analysis. No, he doesn't lack plot analysis. He lacks planning. Well, because that, what he what he should do so is So why are we giving credit to this fucking Because guy? he deserves a TV show. A TV movie. show. No, no, All right, send him fucking from give the him big to, screen. Give him to and, HBO and, and he'll shove be his, great. shove his ass into small screen. Like 
Put that doesn't him make him. That doesn't make him bad at his I'm job. I'm not saying it's he's bad at his job. I'm saying this movie you sucks. You are. No, I feel you say his work sucks, and that makes him bad. No, at his I've job. already said that. I do like the descent, and I do like Constantine for for I think very this real was, reason. I think Constantine this his, is 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 bad in the same way as this movie is. Right, and that comes down to the guy, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also like Constantine and all his other ones have whole plots or whatever. Where this is just like. This is five movies. I feel like, all right, that's yeah. his style already. He's like, I don't give a fuck on this movie. This is my homage movie. I don't care how awful it turns out with the producers and the directors karaoke. and everybody else behind him. It's not karaoke. This homage movie is without okay, I tell love innovation. This movie. I love it. It has innovation. There's no innovation there, to this movie. Bullshit. There's where, no innovation. Where, in where this do movie. you find where do you find innovation in this movie? Where do you not find innovation in this tell movie? Tell me. Well, where, where do I not? Everything's been been redone. Burning at the stake. Uh, uh, Everything. Uh, yeah, uh, I get where Greg's going. All right, uh, you want you want to do car scenes? Even where, the car. The, 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 come the car ready. Scene, the car scenes are fucking stupid. Uh, come ready. Honestly, actually, uh, he actually he homaged John Carpenter because it's the same text used for the beginning credits and the end. No, the text you're getting out, you're getting on this guy's balls for text. Yeah, I'm okay. No, Gregory, I'm on his no, balls for no, no, everything, no, no, no. everything that I've <laughs> talked about <laughs> plus text. That's my point. Everything that I've been talking about this is plus what he text. Was, this was his Be- goal. Before I yell at you, I love you, Greg. This was I his love goal. You too, and I'm sorry. I'm this was his goal. No, he, he didn't his, he didn't do any of that. He was given one movie. So yes, Shasti, you are correct. This was his goal. He was given one movie. He wasn't given the room to do what he wanted to do, and his mistake was doing it all at once. However, I'm not convinced that this dude, especially after watching this movie, he like took himself that seriously to be like, "This is my one oh, chance." Oh, of course, of to course. Fucking, it, he like, didn't. He didn't try to make the me, Godfather. If that was me, and I was making well, you guys a living. Keep talking about no, homage. If that was me, and I was making a fucking living already doing this shit, and I was already gonna be set. My kids and grandkids are gonna be set already, mm-hmm. and this is my one chance. Yeah. I'm gonna do the fucking all my throwbacks. Dude. Okay, Greg, your <laughs> on, your is, your homage is, statement. This is his third movie. How do you know? Okay, it is, though? What? okay, third movie. Tell this me, third tell movie. me a movie that's original, and I'll tell you how it's not. Nothing's mean, original. Give me a movie there's that's original. You, well, I mean, nothing's original. Then you can't have that argument. Can't have my argument that there's seven different fucking. He he's already stated he, that he has he, seven he movies in his yes. So I can be mad at him for it. Nothing's original, and he's coming clean. Yeah, there is nothing. The Godfather's based on six movies and Nosferatu. A book. Nosferatu is based on three books. Amen, brother. And but not in a movie. And a movie before that. World War Two was based on Dracula World War came War before yeah. Nosferatu. Well, still Godfather. Godfather's based on six movies and a book. And you know damn well that that was not the same way that this movie was just portrayed. Saying that. Just because it's a great tra- film doesn't mean it's not derivative. He's I'm tying, not saying it's not saying really it's not good deri- comparisons. No, for- I, and I get it, and you're trying to chop me down here, but I'm, I'm talking not. about. No, no, I, no, I'm not trying to chop I'm, you down. I'm trying to tell you that there's a way to do this. Yes. Francis Coppola did that. Did that? Agree. So for me, for you to say that that movie is not original to it's me, not. I, I get that, dude. But I'm yeah. saying this movie is blatantly, blatantly That's not point, original. That that like, doesn't by, matter. By seven, how, lo- okay, how take, can take, I get take, my point across with with that? With with no, I I think I think you're you're. If you we are, were doing this show on a radio show when Godfather first came out, well, and by, we could be driving the same point, and you would be the same guy. Yeah. Like this is the this is these six movies in this book. Mm-hmm. It has the same fucking character development. It, it so, comes. It comes so your your to, concept of of, of homage. So and writing and versus derivative. directing, I think, is what you're trying to challenge me at. No, I, I I will always stand on this movie is paced poorly, but you're in. You you said this about about horror movie? films. Yeah, you, you, yeah. The being derivative is not. 
a bad thing. Everything is derivative. I will get behind a shitty movie. This is a shitty movie. Get behind. I it. will get behind. <laughs> no, no, not not to me, my man. I will get behind shitty movies that have like clarity and 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 stance and uh, i'll give you that a leg to stand on and this movie has a leg to stand on i don't on know man you end up just in like medieval times scotland <laughs> i got a new movie i'm pumped greg you're right this movie has no clarity and it's pacing however no to, sa- to say that this movie <laughs> has nothing of value because it's derivative is 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 in my opinion incorrect do you want to talk about value then yes i want to talk about value i think this movie is incredibly valuable so, so let's talk about the value of the Bentley. <laughs> much, I knew you'd. I knew you'd giggle. How much did those cost, Greg? One hundred and fifty thousand a piece. They bought Ooh. three of them. They sent one off a fucking cliff. <laughs> they sent one off a cliff within the second day. <laughs> All right. So, so like I said, this director is really poor at planning. And then I'm also gonna come he down to, call, like, to an the endorsement if he did a Mustang. Also, also, we're gonna we're gonna do this <laughs> shit. We're gonna do this shit. So. Not only did that one Bentley go off a cliff, so the second Bentley and the third, um, as they're trying to get their getaway done, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're, they're fleeing, fleeing the scene. <laughs> we got a, a soul on the top of a of the Bentley, you know, and he he's he's catching shit, blah blah blah. Yeah. They cram into another car, this that and the other, uh, and. They set up a roadblock with the bus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, so there's many things I'm going to talk about. But yeah, the, <laughs> the bus, like the bus. So um, they literally have to like levitate this Bentley right. four feet in the air to make sure that it went through the cab and not like through the chassis. Not the, yeah, not the frame of the fucking bus. You know, so that's, that's one. And also, they go back and forth on the second and third Bentley almost eight, nine, ten times. Yeah. Because this... The Bentley's been crushed. Well, that's that's the how the Bentley's been crushed. Works. The Bentley's been crushed, and then the next scene, it's a bright, bright I'm confused. Shiny. Are you saying this is not valuable? Well, the Bentleys are valuable, <laughs> valuable, not the fucking terms of source. You, so uh, let me let's let, let's step away from the Bentleys for a second. Now that that scene, <laughs> which we're gonna st- we're gonna acknowledge right away that it's that it's very derivative of Mad Max and movies similar. Now the the chase scene where they go through the bus. Was that not fun? I mean, not as not as good as. Mad no, Max. no, 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 no! Don't compare it to anything else. Did you that have fun? That was so much fun. But Did you have was, fun watching? Hang that on. That chase was. I you're you're as comparing good as it to other things. Yeah. Only, and he did the identical scene from Mad Max too, which I'm talking about, mm-hmm. and it still felt. Did knowing it was, shot for shot the same scene, yeah. it didn't take anything away. Now, Greg, it's not fun for me to see somebody emulate. Then Another. why do you watch the same movie twice? I'm not watching this not movie Not this again. movie. I will never watch Just this movie Just in general. Movie again. Why, do, why do you watch the same movie twice? Uh, to pick up on things that I missed prior. So you don't, you don't watch a movie twice to enjoy it a second time? Uh, no, it's pretty much... Well, yeah, if it's, it's, a, movie, if it's a movie worth watching... Craig, uh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, just lay down... Like, we're not, we're not movie critics anymore. In this moment, watching that car scene... Was it not fun? There's explosions. There's engines revving. There's screaming. It's there's guns. No, was that moment fun? No, I'm gonna say no because it was lacking in so much 
continuity prior. And like, no, 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 no. You are not allowed to do that in this moment. What? If because you, if you just turned on was the it movie fun for me to watch just that scene. scene? If you turned on the movie during the chase scene, you're watching that. Would it be enjoyable? Would, would that be a fun scene? I'm watching it critically now. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. no yeah. Just, just watch that, that movie like, like Shasi Either. said. Yeah. If it's on TNT and you're catching the end of the you movie and that till, comes on 15 minutes yeah. from the end. You flip it on. Does it does it entertain you would for you fifteen like, minutes? Yo, I yeah, need to I, start I, this movie over. I'm a guy. No, I would never start this movie over. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm a I'm a guy, and I like explosions exactly. and stuff like that. But what I'm saying here Everybody is everybody listening knows Greg's live right now. <laughs> lies or lies? No, 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 lies. I'm not lying. Lies. And I and I picked this shit apart too. I mean, you got uh, homie's head. That was awesome. It was, that was, that was, awesome. it was amazing. Scene. It was amazing. It lands on, exactly. But I mean, he's screaming camera. with no lungs or larynx as his head fucking come. <sighs> come on, man. And the, and the Transformers are about talking trucks. I don't enjoy those movies either. You don't well, enjoy anything I'm learning. <laughs> I do like to learn. Have you seen Transformers more than once? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Like, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shout this it. I'm gonna <laughs> shout this one out to Megan Fox and Transformers and, this, <laughs> and I'm gonna shout this one out also. The only in- entirety of the movie I enjoyed was Rona Mitra and Leanne Lieberg. We have two beautiful babes in this movie, and that's the only reason why any guy would watch this movie. That's I'm a guy and I watch this movie for other reasons, so we're gonna call it. This is it. I have failed. It's been heated. I have I, uh, to accept failure. I have I have not convinced Greg that this is a movie worth watching at least once. Can I add one thing? <laughs> yes. I have to add one thing, and it's and, and it's a paraphrase from another movie. Okay. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things. You I've cannot ever heard. quote. At Luke no Skywalker point, at no point in your rambling, incoherent okay. response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber, having may, listened to it. And may God have mercy I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. How dare you? And... You can find me. <laughs> this is not a this is not a poignant view towards you. I'm I'm really I'm really talking I'm, to Marshall here. I'm 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 telling people right now that off mic I'm probably gonna have to keep talking to Greg about this for like two hours. We're gonna have another podcast later. I respect anyway. you. <laughs> anyway, respect me. You can you can find me on Twitter at the Price is Right three one two. That's R I G H T. You can find me on Instagram at the Forgetful Writer three one two. You can support us and Greg's unfortunate opinions at <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com slash the price is right. W R I T E. I know you do. Yes, we do. Hey Josh, didn't you once have the Reaper virus? I did have the Reaper virus. I, I and how it, did you cope with that? Uh, I took out one of my eyes and I became a secret agent. I'll tell you what I did. I read the book. <laughs> I wrote a book. It has nothing to do with the Reaper virus. It is called Reaper. It is the first in a series called The Gatekeepers. It is a young adult fantasy novel. You can find it on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, anywhere you find your books online in hardcover, paperback, and ebook. Now, I know we've yelled at each other, but I want you to know we love each other very much. And we hey, also hey. love you very much. Mm. To, our, to our supportive patrons, we love you, we see you, and we support you as well. If you would like to support the cause, please do. You'll find exclusive episodes and posts on our Patreon. 
And anything else you want, just let us know. Yeah. And do keep your eyes and ears peeled for our YouTube channel to be launching soon. Uh, by the time this airs, we will probably have a, an episode or two up. Um, keep your eyes open for Thesis Statement, which will be me talking pretentiously without Greg here to stop me. And we will also have a director series where I will talk pretentiously and Greg will be here to be the voice of reason. <laughs> God damn it, Josh. Speaking of Grego, where can we find you, my good friend? Hey, man, you can find me on Twitter at the Fozcaster. It's been a real joy. I know we got a little heated there, but that's what conversation is all about. It's what friendship's all about. It's what pushes us to be the best kind of people we can be. Agreed. So, yeah. no no qualms, no hardships. I'm just, I hate this movie. He liked it. It's okay. We're still going to touch tips after this? Oh, jeez. Here, <laughs> Here we go. Listen in. <laughs> Anyways, really been a, a choice movement. Shostakovich, king of the keyboard. Where can we find you? Uh, Shostia Bands at Twitter and probably anywhere else. That's, yeah. You can find me. Find me right here. Come Once back. again, I'd like to point out that all the music you hear in our episodes is produced by Shasti himself and often written and performed by Shasti and occasionally Greg. Sometimes. Greg, yeah, are you Greg's on this one? Based on this one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he actually is. Yeah, yeah. Milky. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'd like to say goodbye. comfort in reason or logic for events as catastrophic as these but a virus doesn't choose a time or place it doesn't hate or even care it just happens